I am a Detroit-based and embraced writer, um, which means that I was born and raised here, and I'm so happy to be back in writing for the city, about the city, um, and just really excited to see what Detroit can do. And where'd you grow up in town? I grew up on the east side on Jefferson and Dickerson for like most of my formative years, but my whole family is tied to the city. So through some of the changes and shifts, a lot of them have moved out to the suburbs and I'm like the only one still in the city. So I think as a Detroiter, anyone who's been in Detroit or is from Detroit in the last few years, there's been a noticeable shift in ideas and um, innovations and movements that happen. Now, you were telling me earlier you, you went away to school at uh, Northwestern. What brought you back? Why are you back in Detroit? Definitely. So Northwestern was my top choice um, as soon as I figured out that writing could be a career and that journalism could lead that career forward. So I went there and I really enjoyed Medill's program. They gave me just about everything I needed to kind of come back and figure things out for myself. But after a while, I realized that I was in Chicago sort of residually, like I went to school there, I knew the people, but I didn't really have an intention or a purpose set while I was there. And um, I kind of just looked at the pieces and realized that Detroit would be a much better place to figure things out. Now, for the past several months, you've been writing for Model D, a, a series called On the Ground. Tell me a little bit about that series, what it is. On the Ground um, was already established before I got involved, but it's basically through Model D, and they placed one embedded journalist in the neighborhood as a project editor. So you're writing a story every week, speaking to different people, and then also an engagement editor who plans like our in-person events and other engagement opportunities to kind of actually have the time to talk to the real people in the neighborhood. The intention is to acknowledge that development is coming, and that change is happening and not shy away from that fact because people are already talking about it and already a little fearful about it. So really getting into the neighborhoods as change is happening or right before that big turn to figure out about the people who have been there, about the community that have been that has been um, established already and try to figure out what they want and what they're going through. And, you know, in a perfect world, if these changes are to come, who are we affecting and what do they want from it? Now, you've spent several months embedded there for someone who's hearing this who may have never been to the neighborhood. Give a, a brief description of what the North End is. For sure. So the North End is a sometimes quiet, sometimes very small town feeling, thriving community. Um, historically, it was predominantly black. Um, in the 60s, before that, it was largely like Jewish and Polish and it was kind of like right next to Black Bottom, but it still had that sort of aspirational feel is how people describe it. Um, and right now it's it's like a melting pot. Like there are people working on tech, people working on arts, people working on community development. So it's kind of like a microcosm of all the bigger discussions that we have in the city, but it's happening in like a few blocks. Um, everybody still says hi. Everybody definitely noticed me when I walked down the street because I'm not from there. So you know, it was it was very refreshing to have people say, look, I'll talk to you, but you got to be careful. Like, you can't just have me saying reckless things or not presenting me the right way. And I kind of really enjoyed that responsibility because it felt honest. What's the most memorable story that you've heard and told out of the North End? Wow. Um, 
they're all really special to me, but I think the most, um, the one that stuck with me the most would be Phyllis Judkins, who's like 72 years old, and she runs the safety patrol in the neighborhood. So she's not born in the North End, but her parents were there, they got sick, and she moved back, and she just kind of felt like there was a gap. Like, people were coming to the North End, it was dark, it was a lot of crime, and she didn't feel safe. So instead of staying in her house, she, like, went on her porch and kind of summoned everybody to come and start a safety patrol. But I think what the most memorable thing is, like, I ran into her at a church, like, community event. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to speak to you. You've been here. When should I come? And I'm, like, ready to schedule an email reminder or a text or something. She was like, okay, meet me on this date at this time. And I'm freaking out because I'm like, I don't do that. Like, I need I need follow-up. I need a text message in the morning of to know that this is happening. But I showed up the day we decided at the right time, and her door was open, like literally open. Her front door was open. I walked into the kitchen, and she's like, okay, I've been waiting for you. So I think it kind of speaks to that neighborly vibe, but it's also not a selfish community. Everybody's willing to help, and they kind of give you more help than you even need, or at least that's what I've discovered, like um, – so so much food, <laughs> so many food offerings. And like, do you want to come to this? Do you know this person? So I think um, Phyllis is a really good example of that spirit of not only individuality, but also community-based change. So as you spent this time in, in the neighborhood, is there a common concern that the residents there have uh, in what they're facing these days? Definitely. I think that um, you know, with the queue line being right there and it's the last stop, that's a big daunting monster if you let it become that. If you see it coming down the street and you've been just trying to get a school or a church or, you know, reliable bus service for all these years. So I think a lot of the residents are aware of the importance of their community, but they're also slightly fearful about what changes from people who are not in the neighborhood would look like if they are accepted in the neighborhood. So there's this feeling of, you know, trying to keep up, trying to catch up to the development, and also of trying to unite so that when they do get the chance to speak back, when they do get the platform, they have a unified voice. What's your takeaway from spending the time in the North End that you have? Mm -hmm. As a Detroiter... I already understood that we hold our neighborhoods a little differently, a little more personally, but spending time in the neighborhood and talking to people has shown me the importance of preserving communities as they are. I'm not saying that they don't need more resources or more support, but I do think that you lose something when you lose the people who have been there the whole time.